the next 24 hours, you will learn about the streets, about the choices that will force a dedicated cop over the edge, all in the name of good. In the next 24 hours, the only thing more dangerous than the line being crossed... Today's a training day, Officer Hoy. Your chance to give you a little taste of reality. You think you can handle it? ...is the cop who has crossed it. I will do anything you want me to do. Will you? Let's see. If I was a dealer, you'd be dead by night. because of me. Judges have handed out over 15,000 man years of incarceration time based on my investigation. You got today and today only to show me who and what you're made of. You hear me? Welcome to Movies Charles Hasn't Seen, episode 24. My name is Crossman. I'm Wilson. And I'm Charles. And this week we watched the 2001 <coughs> movie Training Day. So Charles, tell us about Training Day. All right, so Ethan Hawke is a narcotics officer on his first day on the job, and uh, he picked a hell of a day to start working. Um, so the guy who's training him is an experienced narcotics officer who turns out to be uh, extremely corrupt. They, like, bust some drug dealer's house, steal all of his money and fake or fake a shootout to get away with his murder and then it is found out that Denzel Washington needs the money to pay off some Russians who are after him but uh, Ethan Hawke is too idealistic and won't go with the go with the plan and uh, ends up uh, trying to arrest Denzel Washington takes his money away and uh, Denzel Washington gets gunned down by the Russians yeah I mean you put that together in a way that's a little bit more uh coherent than the actual movie depicts it. I just um, try to ignore the extraneous stuff around that. There's so much, yeah. Crossman, uh, you landed on this one. What, what made you pick Training Day? I remember liking it when it came out. I've seen it a bunch of times. Okay. I've never not really disliked it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that uh, now? No, uh, Den- this is uh, the best like Denzel performance, or like one of the best performances. Uh, I mean, he's like an insane like tour de force in this movie. He's quite a uh, character. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, I was, I was already, thinking... like, skeptical of this. <laughs> yes, I'm already, okay. I, I already am. I'm making faces. You're okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I still like this movie on this watch. It wasn't a tombstone for me, uh, <laughs> where it was, like, watching it again, I wasn't so sure about it. Um, yeah, it kind of was for me. Okay. Not as much as Tombstone. Like, I think this is a better movie than Tombstone, but I left disappointed. You left disappointed? Yeah. Was it the Denzel, or was it the plot, or...? It was mostly the plotting. I think that's the biggest problem with this movie. The the messaging and the plotting. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff going on, but it doesn't add up to that much for me. Um, But as to... uh, Because I was thinking about what Denzel's best performance is. Yeah. um, Because I think this movie is the one that gets credited most often as his best performance. Yeah, people really like this performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like... I I, I think it's one of his... It's like his biggest... It's his most Denzel performance, right? Like, it's (laughs) it's his biggest... It's his most, like, bravado, drenched... It's his most masculine performance. Uh, But one that I like a lot is... Do you see Flight? I like him in Flight a lot. No, I never like, saw Flight. I think that he... Yeah, I didn't see that one either. Uh, it's it's good, and he's good in it, and I think he's more subtle than he is in this one. Like, I was... Well, he's not subtle at all in this one. <clears throat> exactly. Like, I, I wonder what it's, it's like... like a cartoon character almost. I, I wonder what it's like for Ethan Hawke in 
making this movie, <laughs> right? Because like, what is it like to act opposite Denzel Washington when he's doing this? Going full blast, right? Like, yeah. what do you do in his position as an actor? I mean, he's like very meek, right? Right. That's it. That's yeah. it. that's like all there is space for. Yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. In but that's movie. kind of the right way to contrast the two characters. But, uh, it, I guess, but the, it almost like doesn't make them characters because like we don't know that much about Ethan Hawke in this one, other than like he he's a little pushes, too goody too he, he pushes back a little bit and is like yelled out of the room every time he tries to do it until the very end. And so I, I was like wondering what I want to hear the Ethan Hawke interview about Training Day. Like I want I want to know what his experience was well, like he's working with him again. Uh, or he it, did it, yeah, it couldn't have been too bad. Right. right, it couldn't have been that bad. And yeah. I don't think it probably wasn't. But I I, I wonder what it was like. Yeah, to, I mean, does Denzel Denzel Washington doesn't do the method acting sort of thing, right? So no, he's, he's, he's just doing that on camera. He's playing Denzel. Like that's what okay. he does. Like any any movie, like he's not a character actor. I he's think a, his last yeah. like ten movies yeah. are that. Right, like him, just like playing him. Nearly, nearly all of them, and I think that yeah. he—that—that's kind of why I like Flight—is that he is responding to that a little bit. I mean, he's still Denzel Washington, but it's a little bit more pushback. But on this that. like really put him on the map. This, like, yes, right, in, in a capital A actor, right, and, yeah. the, and like this <laughs> yeah. big charismatic force, and, and I, I mean, believe he wins Best Actor. That sounds uh, right. Coming out of this movie, yeah, I forgot to check who he was it. up against, but uh, I, I feel like he's yeah. He wins, wins Best Actor. For right. This. Who else is nominated, does he say? Because uh, I, I, I feel like he's not... I mean, he is acting, but it's almost like he's acting at me. <laughs> right? I feel like it's hmm. just... He's just, like, pushing himself so much in front of the movie and in front of the other actors that it's... So, so it, like, stands out too much from the texture of the movie. Right, that the point of this movie is just Denzel to like, do Denzel stuff for two hours. <laughs> and, like, the... And everything else is secondary to that. Sure. And that, I, I, I found it less charming this time around. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the actors he was up against this year were Russell Crowe for A Beautiful Mind, uh, okay. Sean Penn for I Am Sam, yeah. Will Smith for Ali, hmm. uh, and Tom Wilkinson in In the Bedroom. Which okay. It's probably completely forgettable. Well, I remember that movie, but uh, yeah. That, yeah. It, and then... This did not get a Best Picture nod. Okay. Um, Usually, the, I mean, there were fewer nominated in 2001, right? They didn't, they didn't have the list no, of 10. Uh, well, there's five. Right, because they, they've expanded it since then. So Fellowship of the Ring, Moulin Rouge, In the Bedroom, Gosford Park, and A Beautiful Mind won. Okay. Fellowship should have won. Fellowship should have won, for sure. That <laughs> yes. movie's rad. Yeah. Uh, so is Moulin Rouge, actually, I think. That's... Yeah. No, I like Moulin Rouge. No, I do like Moulin Rouge. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do like it. Over I, a Beautiful Mind? Yeah, Beautiful Mind is fine. I like Russell Crowe, but I'd rather watch him Gladiator. Okay. Yeah, I it, never got around to seeing it. It feels more mind. like a like a TV biopic. Yeah, I mean, it has else. the biopic problem in that like they're trying to fit a whole life into a movie and it doesn't. They also glaze over like a lot of problematic stuff that that. Right. Guy yeah, that's the other, the other like biopic super problem. Super anti-Semitic. Yep. And yes. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen you've seen Fellowship of the Ring, right? I don't think I've watched the whole thing all the way through. I keep falling asleep. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. How have you not seen Fellowship of the Ring? Have you seen I'm the other two? A, I'm just not a Lord of the Rings guy. I've only seen Return of the King all the way through, I think. So you've seen, That's you've like seen the, the worst. The other the two, I always end up falling asleep. It's like you've seen Godfather 3 or whatever. Right, yeah. not the other two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you seen Moulin Rouge? Yes. You yeah. have? Oh, really? That. That's surprising. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I would thought those would be swapped. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it, it just kind of happened. 
Um, shocking. It, yeah, that, it is shocking. I think we can add Fellowship. Well, I am Two Towers to the list now. For sure. Yeah, yeah maybe we can do it like Those a super great films. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, Charles, what do you think of this movie? Well, I I had a pretty high impression of it going into it because I see it mentioned so much on the internet. People always talk yeah. about how great it is and you know how great Denzel's performance is. I see gifs and references to it all the time. So I just had this kind of high impression of the movie going into it and I just felt very disappointed by it like it didn't it just didn't seem to live up to any of that kind of vague like created impression of it in my head um yeah I don't know like it didn't seem to have any themes that were that interesting I mean I like Denzel's performance um, everyone does it didn't feel like it carried the rest of the movie enough for me I just didn't feel that pulled in by what was happening I guess um, and I kind of hate the like sort of 90s and early 2000s um, look that a lot of films have. And this one had it in spades. It's just that kind of style of cinematography and the coloration. Yeah, it's like it's hard yellow. Yeah, it's, it's saturated in a gritty way. Well, Pitch Black <laughs> right. is the same yeah. year, right? Pitch Black is 2001. Yes. This, I mean, this is not close to that. No, but, but. this is like the year of like color filters. <laughs> right. When yeah, you're there, shooting, was, right? there was a lot of that. Where it's like. You need to like capture this color to get this emotion, right? Yeah, but, but in with Pitch Black, it didn't feel like it yeah. had that early two thousands look to it. Um, I guess I associate the early two thousands look with that kind of like piss yellow tone that they use, like that mm -hmm. yellowish brown that I it's always over see. everything. Yeah. Right, you see that in all the movies and TV shows of that era, and I just kind of hate it. Yeah. It, it's just very ugly. And it's easier to get away with it in science fiction, but this movie yeah. is supposed to be about serious business, right? I think, yeah. well, I think yeah. this is also, like, ostensibly, like, a very 90s movie, even though it comes out in 2001. Yeah, so well, I think part of it is they're still trying to capture the, like, the atmosphere of Los Angeles, which in the 90s, like, would have been very smoggy. Yeah. And sure. so, like, that look might have actually been, like, realistic to <laughs> L.A. It's meant to evoke, like, L.A. is like... And grimy, oppressively bright, but yeah. grimy and urban. Yeah, well, yeah. And it, it's yeah. another pre nine eleven movie, right? And in, in that sense, right? Like, yeah. it, it was. It, it might have come out after nine eleven. I'm not sure, but it uh, was produced. It, it was produced. October, so within well, a month. Of really, nine eleven. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So obviously, it's not reacting to. It <clears> no, all, not at all. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and I think that you, if you tried to make a movie like this about, you know, corrupt cops in L.A. Like now, like you have to address that in some way. Like it necessarily looks pretty different, uh, in yeah from a modern production. That was actually interesting that it is about police corruption. Yeah, at a time when like everyone, I mean, even now we like have this absurd police corruption. It, right, so right, it was an issue. Well, yeah. and I think that was maybe one of the things the movie did better, and I wish they had followed through on. Yeah, um, is there was there were many references to. Rodney King, uh, they talk about the chokehold, like the line, yep. you can, or lines similar to, we don't do that anymore, or we're not supposed to do that anymore, come up mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And the, like, the systemic corruption of the system, too. They, like, yeah. bribe a judge. And, yeah, yeah, just yeah. everywhere. Uh, it's, I wish yeah. that they had pursued that a little bit more thoroughly, because yeah. The, yeah, the, the framework of it was there, right? Like, they had the outline. Yeah. Um, it never seemed to come together t on, like, a message Right, like yeah. I, exploration of that theme, and that felt kind of frustrating when the movie ended. Yes, I agree. Because, I, I mean, and I was trying to, like, I was like making an effort, really, to, like, pull yeah. out some sort of thematically 
coherent message. And the message uh, was like, oh, sometimes these cops are bad. But right. I think, I think the film was also influenced by um, Traffic, which came out the year before. Right? Yeah, that's, that is a so, dour experience. Yeah. And what, what Traffic does, it's like, here's just a bunch of stories. They, yeah. they intersect in ways that don't always, like, line up yeah but they all those in early they like yeah well crash was like the worst one but (laughs) traffic is like a much better version of crash yeah Yeah. traffic is fine uh yeah babble Babble was another one one. that was not good not good yeah that was the brad pitt one yeah 21 grams did a similar move i think have you seen any of these roles i just saw crash i think why why yeah (laughs) i don't know (laughs) like Like it just kind (laughs) of happened trapped in an airport or like (laughs) yeah i don't know they got it every screen maybe my dad rented it and we just watched it or like something recently like that. no this is like back when it came out oh okay you made it sound like this was something you yeah, just did exactly. <laughs> yeah. i was just like yeah i i want to see crash today right yeah that's, picture, that's right? what it sounded like that sounds no. terrible um so i think this movie's like kind of influenced by that where it's like all right let's tell a story but let's have a lot going on like tra- yeah because traffic was very popular when it came yes. out and, yeah, and well received and like it like Affected like levit legislation, like at yeah. the time. Oh man, yeah, yeah. It's basically the jungle, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's what so. it's going for, but I think that is not at all what this movie needed, right? Like that is no, not... it needed a much more focused, right? Movie. And right. I think that it was also really bound in by its conceit yeah. that everything happens in one day. Like I think this movie would have been better served by just like having this play out over a length of time you know, weeks or something like that, so we can see the development of it. Because their theme is undermined when that day is exceptional, right? Like, if you're supposed to be talking about the systemic corruption of cops and the Mm day-to-day corruption of the LAPD, and you set it on a day where something uniquely bad is happening to this cop that is making him do specifically awful things on that particular day... That, it, that contradicts your point. Yeah, <laughs> that it's like I mean, directly it is, running yeah. against what you're saying. Yeah. They did make some implication that they do this kind of thing regularly, right? That he had his crew. And yeah. But he, he even says, we don't do this every day. <laughs> like there's a line where he that. says that after they shoot the guy, the drug dealer, and, yeah. they, and like frame everybody as a frame him as the shooter yeah like and it, and that particular day was the one when the russians were coming after him and that day was the one where he had to pay him off at midnight right like it's all this stuff that's super specific yeah to what is happening right then so i i feel like if you want to tell this story you have to do it over the course of a long time so you can see the system if you're talking about yeah. systemic corruption you need to see the whole thing yeah this is like pre-HBO, though. So, like, yeah. And, 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 if you want to tell that story, you tell it on right, The well, Shield, right? Right. The Shield, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking about, is that The Shield does it better. But um, yeah. I think that it's still possible to do that in film. Serpico did it, right? And yep. so I think that that was a big miss. And I think that that really, maybe more than anything else, undermines what this movie is trying to do, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it also plays a lot on serendipity, Yes. Well, I, th- I think it's what you're saying yeah. anyways. But oh, God. when you have to, so, like, because the serendipity of the yeah. moments in the The, the wallet thing, I was just like, oh, God, are they yeah, doing this? Yeah, that was this? so goofy. Are they doing this plot so, line? Like, <laughs> yeah. That was oh, so ridiculous. Yeah. That was, that's probably the lowest part of the movie. I yeah. Think. Although the, yeah. probably one of the most intense, though. Right. Oh, and also, I never yeah. noticed this before, but that's totally Tuco from Breaking Bad. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, yes. Playing the same role. Yes. <laughs> I was really taken out when they had um, the... He, I think he was in The Martian, the, like, I found out he's, like, a New Zealand guy playing a Mexican gangster. Oh. 
uh, yeah, the same guy that was in this Maori. movie. Maori. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, Maori, right? Yeah, he yeah. does that all the time. Like, he is yeah. famous for playing across racial lines. Yeah, like, but that's it, his career. it took me really out of it because yeah. he, he's <laughs> not very convincing as, like, a Mexican guy. He, his mustache looks really fake. Which it very well may have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah, that, that was one of the more problematic scenes for me because it was like, well, this is the only depiction of Hispanic people that we're getting in this movie, and it's not a great one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that the, I mean this movie is so racist. In my view, I think it's pretty racist, that yeah. I, and I think it's so racist that we miss how like searingly misogynistic it is because this movie is really, really sexist. Well, there's only like two, three women in the movie, right? And they're all either there's the wife. Ethan Hawke's wife, who's the caretaker, and that's all she does. Yeah. There is the Eva Mendes character. Who, Baby mama. Right. And that's all she does. Yeah. And then there's the character who uh, is some sort of prostitute that they, whose house they break into and, like, steal a bunch of money from Macy her. Gray. There's the yeah. little girl. <coughs> Macy Gray. Who, yeah. Yeah. Who and the Hispanic girl. Right. Oh, yeah. That's right. The, the one that was almost raped. And, like... And, and, like, the story that they tell. Which, it, the implication there also is that she is a prostitute. Right. Well, and, yeah. and, and like, they dress her up in the fucking schoolgirl outfit, and her shirt is open, and she has this really short skirt. Yeah. And she does not look like she's 14. Yeah. And, like, it's clearly just pure male gaze that entire time. And, like, it, this movie was really, really sexist, I thought. Uh, and that story that, like, the, in the opening famous diner scene, when he tells that story about... The, when Ethan Hawke tells a story about the stop that he makes and it turns out to be a murder that they were preventing. Yeah. And all Denzel and cares about is so bored by it. He's, yeah. he's bored by it, but he's Denzel. bored by it because he didn't end up fucking his partner. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> okay, like this, this yeah. is what we're doing here. Maybe and, they're portraying these guys <clears throat> as sexist assholes. Right? Well, That's that, kind of the culture that they have. I'm right. Sure. In, in that moment they were, but like the movie itself is depicting women in such yeah. limited ways. It's... Yeah, and, that, and then on top of the racism, which I think was right. Yeah, it has the same issue that, like, Sin City has, right? Where there's only, like, two vocations for women. Yeah, I didn't like that movie either. <laughs> Neither of which are, like, <laughs> yeah. great I mean, options. but it, 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 Sin City at least has the excuse that it's, like, a very heightened comic book movie. Yeah. Whereas this is supposed to be, like, the gritty real life, right? Like, this is supposed to be playing it real. Yeah. And they... they don't get there, but this like that's like the purpose. Real, if like rap music videos were real, <laughs> right? But yeah. that the movie it becomes a rap music video at parts. It, yeah, it, well, it has Macy Gray and Snoop Dogg and Doctor Dr. 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 Dre. Yeah, yeah. They, they took me out of the moment yeah. a little bit, just wondering like, is that Snoop Dogg? Is that yeah. Doctor Dre? Yeah, it turns out that Doctor Dre can't act. You had to wonder <laughs> if it was Snoop Dogg. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yes, I'm like, holy is. shit, that's Snoop Dogg. Yeah. I actually thought Snoop Dogg was really good. He was good. He was that he's way like, better than Doctor. Dre. Oh yeah, Doctor Dre's yeah. not good. Yeah, and I actually did forget about Dre. Like I forgot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. No, but they also had that one scene where he they like cut to his car and the like rap song plays. Yeah. And it just seemed really ridiculous because I guess I've heard the song used a lot. Forgot about Dre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little, little on the nose. Yeah. yeah. Well, it probably like just came out, right? Because like Chronic Two Thousand. Oh yeah, you're probably yeah, you're probably right. So it's like it's the name of the album. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so it, it, yeah, they're probably like, we're gonna plug this, yeah, know, make it like feel Dre's modern. It and like Snoop or got one or the other to go go in it. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're probably uh, right about that. And Macy Gray, I thought Macy Gray was she fine in it too. Yeah, she, she was actually like kind of menacing in like the one scene that she's in. Like, right, right. Like she was this. 
That Macy Gray character was the strongest female person. Yeah, this movie. and she like takes no shit from cops. Yeah. It's like right, yeah, right. like yeah, right. she she did a good job there, and like, yeah. to the film's credit, like she did a good job there. Yeah, um, but yeah, the rest of it, and even her role to a certain extent was her role was very minimal for one thing, and yeah. the rest of it like is not kind to of women at all. Well, the movie in general is like pretty uneven. In well, in what sense? Well, in all these senses. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I agree. Um, speaking of which, do we want to talk about the plotting here? I think we got into it a little bit, but this movie's all over the place. Yeah, so it is. <laughs> right, because it, it. Well, the day starts. The, the way that they. In, okay, we should actually start at the end, because right. Denzel makes it out that, like, he's planned this in a way that we've gotten to this moment right at which the is, end where he looks like gotten the money that he needs to pay off <coughs> right russians for having killed like a russian mobster. in a fit of drunken anger or something right yeah. yeah so if you if you scroll back to the beginning yeah what happens is he he picks up ethan hawk at yeah. the beginning of the movie uh it's the first day on the job he's super chipper he basically <laughs> like tricks him into doing drugs that they take off a gang member early in the movie. Yes. Yeah. And that like just to have some uh dirt on him. Right. Right. Very easily. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, no, he holds him at gunpoint. Right. And that's yeah. the thing. Like that's clearly coercion. Right. Like what does yeah. Ethan Hawke say in that situation? He goes, Oh, he held me at gunpoint and made me smoke drugs. <laughs> right. Like yeah. Yeah, but just what, what does he have? Right, exactly. Who are you yeah. gonna listen to? Right. Well, he has a pretty good eyewitness in the car that was stopped in the intersection. There is that, yeah. Because Denzel points a gun at another car. That guy, car. too. Yeah, like, yeah. why isn't that dude calling the cops? Like, he doesn't know these are police officers. Yeah. Well, again, so this is why this, I think it's a very 90s movie. Because this yeah. comes out of, like, like 90s crime hysteria. Yeah. Where just, like, every person of color that you see is, like, involved in crime somehow. It's literally and, like, the case in this movie. Los Angeles is, like, <laughs> incredibly corrupt. Yeah. Which, yeah. It probably still is. Yes. Uh, but the like level and depth of crime like comes out of like an again like a very nineties mm-hmm. notion of crime, which yeah. we've spoken about in the past. Right, but, yeah. And it's all yeah. violent crime, right? Like it's yeah. all drug drug crime or violent crime. Yes. Right. Like there's no financial crime in this movie. Well, that's not what they're interested in. Um, well there's money laundering, but yeah, yeah that's true. That's yeah. true. But it's you know, it's drug money, and right? Bribery. Like it's, it's dirty money. Yeah, I actually while I was watching I tried to make a list of um, all the crimes that <laughs> Alfonso committed. And, Please. And I, it's almost certainly incomplete, but this is what I got. Yeah. Um, so he was drinking and driving. Yes. Uh, assault. Uh, theft. Assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah. Menacing. Breaking and entering. Attempted murder. Murder. Bribery. <laughs> grand larceny. And conspiracy to commit most of those crimes. Yeah. Yeah. And right. probably racketeering, too. And, right? Yeah. Racketeering. He's working with the mob. Yep. That's another one. Oh, and he paid off a judge, so he's definitely racketeering. Right, yeah, bribery, yeah, racketeering and bribery yeah. are both on there. Um, so, yeah, he, he racked up quite the rap sheet there on that one day. <laughs> that one day. <laughs> I mean, that's really day. the problem with the movie, right, is that they're trying to compress us all into That's one, one of the day. problems. So it's like we need all these things to happen for it to make They're trying to get cute. Sense as a story. Right. Well, yeah. They, yeah, they needed to yeah. either draw this out over the course of, a very long time, or just make it a typical day, right? Yeah, like, just have it be like more passe, crimes, well, well, right? Yeah, or, more subtle, yeah. or like because I mean, the movie doesn't really know what it's trying to say. Like, is it trying to say that you know, acting in the, uh, on the borderline between law and order is a bad thing, and that we really should be all on the the law side, which is what 
Ethan Hawke thinks, right? Like that's yes. that's his perspective. Like, are we supposed to that's be? That's the character. Like, that's the character that we're supposed to identify with, right? Like, is but Ethan Hawke. the the Denzel Washington character is so cartoonishly evil by the end of the movie that that question is moot, right? Like, mm-hmm. he obviously should be turning Denzel in. He uh, he's obviously an evil man, right? Yeah. Like, there's no, no decision, amb- right? There's no ambiguity about it, and. So then is this movie about like what you should be doing when you're presented with evil, right? But even then, like it undermines that by just turning Ethan Hawke into an action hero at the end of this thing where he's hopping off roofs <laughs> under, under the hood of a car and, you know. Well, that was a silly fight scene now that I remember. <clears throat> yeah, it was absurd. They, they were both pretty gravely wounded and they just keep fighting. Right, he literally jumps off the roof onto a hood yeah. of a car. And so like it, that question just becomes a question about who can fight better. Yeah. And that's not a very interesting that question. seems to be a problem with yeah. a lot of movies, I noticed, where yeah. the main protagonist doesn't end up having to make a difficult decision right. because they're forced to make a decision. I, mean, I <clears> think well, that was your problem with Guardians 2. It was my problem with that. Guardians 2, yes. And uh, Tombstone as well. Yeah, right. Like, there, yeah. there just isn't... Two Kurt Russell movies. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think that there is... <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, there is room... F- in these genres and within this framework to present real choices or to make the the right choice also the difficult choice, this movie isn't interested in that. Like, two movies aren't that interested in that. Um, and yeah. that's a shame because there's space here to explore these ideas. Yeah. Yes. <coughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, like, going back to the plotting of the movie. Yeah. So we, we get to, he's stolen drugs off of some gang members. Right. Um, but he, like, he, he takes them from, like, college students or, like, high school students. It's, like... The only like white people we see committing dudes. crimes. Yeah. 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 Well, except, no, there's the, the, like, his team. But the only non-police officer white people we see committing crimes. Right. And they kind of, like, scare <clears throat> them into, like, giving their drugs up. Right. Well, and the, the crime that they're committing is buying weed. Right. Like, it's this really low-level right. thing. Although yeah. it turns yeah. out it's laced with... Angel Dust. Yeah, it wasn't clear to me if it was laced with Angel Dust or if Denzel laced it with Angel Dust to to plant to plant it yeah. on on Ethan Hawke's character. Yeah, that's that's Possible. not clear. Yeah, that's referenced in the Chappelle Show episode. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> it's really yeah. It's one of the better Chappelle Show episodes. <laughs> um, and then uh, so th- they're driving around the city and they see this girl being attacked. Right. And again, then, again, here's the thing, right? Like, yeah. it's it's all stuff external to the characters happening to them so frequently. Right, and just, like, random yeah. crime right. happening yeah. in L.A. Like, yeah, like, it happens all the time. Right, exactly. I mean, I haven't been to L.A., so maybe there are you know, <laughs> just people getting ra- raped in every alleyway. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Even, like, I don't think I've interacted with any of these crimes that <laughs> I've lived in LA for eight years. Yeah. yeah so. You haven't bribed any judges yet? No, I haven't no. bribed any judges. But <laughs> okay. no, just even well, kind of the not. petty stuff like <clears throat> seeing drug deals happen on streets. Right. Like, never saw that, obviously. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, well different they had an informant. That's how they found out, right? It was kind of clandestine. It was <clears throat> off to the side. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, you you are correct. Well like I recognize locations in this movie. Really? Some of which I live near. Okay. And they're because they're shooting around like North Inglewood, like Culver, it's like South Culver City or right. like East Culver City for parts of it. And so th- these neighborhoods that you helped gentrify? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is in 2001, so it's a little different. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, And I, I've, I've been told that Culver City was a lot tougher than when you were there. When that, when I was there. Yeah, but, that yeah. makes sense. 
yeah, I think it flipped over pretty quickly. Um, but even where they are, it's not like a particularly dangerous area. But then some of the scenes apparently were like they apparently like did meet like actual gang members oh, really? and then got permission to like shoot in their neighborhood. So that that like cul-de-sac that they like shoot yeah. around mm-hmm. is apparently that with the uh, no. presumably bloods. Yeah, and it's like some of those guys are like actually like in like the extras are like yeah. actually gang members and like from that neighborhood. Terry Crews there that day. Yeah, yeah Terry Crews. Is Cruz. that his first role? I don't know, but uh, it's one of his first roles. It's non-speaking, unfortunately, because Terry yeah. Crews is great. Yes. I wondered <laughs> yes. if it was yeah. him because they they yeah. show the like a back shot of a dude. And I'm like, that looks a lot like Terry Crews. Uh, yes. Or I'm just really racist. But then he does show up later in the movie. Yeah, so I like, it's that definitely was, Terry Crews. Yeah, I, I didn't notice it the first him. time around, but this. Yeah, I feel like I could recognize Terry Crews' physique. Yeah, it's it was yeah. it was distracting. Like I was immediately like, because it's this high tension moment. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, but Terry Crews shows up in too much hilarious a, stuff. Yeah, he's not a known actor sense. at the time. No, right. He's right. just yeah. It's not the movie's fault. I but, think it's not until *Idiocracy* does he really like get on the map as like a right. Well, he must have figured. Yeah, he figured out that he was funny. Or somebody else <laughs> noticed it was funny. Yeah, yeah. he's hysterical, obviously. He's, yeah, because right. he's really like, funny. As President Macho Camacho. <laughs> yes. Or the, Wait, have you seen Idiocracy? I have not. Oh, there's another one. Add it to the list. This is a very fruitful episode for is. filling out our, our list here. Yeah. Um, Idiocracy and, is hysterical. When did yeah. he play the office linebacker? That was him, right? Terry Tate? Or is that someone else? On the office? With a, with a similar... No, 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 the, the commercials. If that was someone else with a similar character, then I'll be a little embarrassed. Yeah. Well, and he's he's playing a cop now in the um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is yeah. actually pretty funny. Um, <coughs> so yeah, I should watch that. Yeah, it was it was good. Um, no, it's um, it's not Terry Crews. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, his name's guy. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Lester Sprite is the actor. Yeah. All right. Never mind then. Yeah, it's okay. not Terry Crews. Anyways. Um, yeah, he he's great on Brooklyn Nine Nine as yeah. well. Yes, yeah. he's, he's actually one of the funnier people on it. Yes, I agree. Yeah, like him and Sandra. he was also in um, this awful movie with uh, Michael C. Hall. Um, really, that's a strange pairing. Yeah, and Michael C. Hall is the bad guy in the movie. Uh, well, yeah, that, no, it's that the, is not the strange. gamer. Gamer. I was about to say, is that gamer? Because that's the yeah, only one I know of with Michael C. Hall as the bad guy. But that was Jared Butler. Yeah, Gerard Butler. Yeah, Jared, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Jim. what the hell is Gamer? Okay, uh, Gerard Gamer, Butler's like a prisoner, and they have him it's, play. It's a they have him be film. characters for people playing virtual reality video games. So they control <laughs> these prisoners as like real life video game characters. That doesn't make any sense for VR gaming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, like you 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 log in in this VR game, and you're controlling a prisoner you in this first person shooter, and Gerard Butler is one of the prisoners. Right, no, I get the concept. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. so it makes so much Michael sense C. Hall like owns the company that like runs this okay. production. Yeah. And Terry Crews is like one of the like kind of stooges that works for Michael C. Hall. Oh, I remember and that now. Both Michael C. Hall and Terry Crews are insane in the movie, like completely off the chain performances. <laughs> and um, Terry Crews like he does this scene in this locker room where he's like trying to scare the Gerard Butler okay. character. And apparently they had it all written and Terry Crews came in the day and he's like, 
I was thinking I should do the scene naked. <laughs> and they, like, yeah, you're and, right. And they did it. And, and, and he's crazy in it. And it works so well. And then um, later in the movie, you should just like skip to these scenes because they're incredible. Yeah. Uh, Michael C. Hall does a dance sequence okay. at the end of the movie out of nowhere. And it's <laughs> completely bonkers. For, for the record, yeah. I have seen Gamers. You yeah. have? Okay. Uh, Skipped was, Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, went with the yeah it was I done on one of the gamer. Bad Movie podcasts I listened to. Okay. That's how I know about it. Um, okay. I, it's the same guys that did like the Crank movies. Oh, all right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's, that is, I didn't, never is. heard of that. <laughs> That's our Terry Crews segue. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, it was worth it. Yeah. See <laughs> uh, Gamer and like fast forward to those scenes because it is worth it. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll consider that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where were we? Because we were trying to figure out yeah, we're trying what, to plot the what actually movie. happens okay. on the so e- Ethan Hawke saves the girl in the alleyway from being attacked by like two like crackheads. Yeah. Um, he gets kind of dressed down by Denzel for like saving uh, right. a civilian. Yeah, like this yeah. was the moment where there's a real choice, right? Yeah. Like this is the kind of stuff this movie should have been doing more of, yeah. right? Because like whether or not you book, what you do with these rapists is a real decision, right? And I think it could be a close call. Yeah. And like the movie handles it in that moment well and then doesn't do anything else with those ideas afterward. Mm-hmm. And like I wanted to see more of that kind of stuff or like how that situation plays out. Yeah, on a longer term basis. Right. Yeah, right. like because like movie, Denzel like scares the the crackheads. He assaults like, them, right? It's police yeah. brutality what he does. Like it's very yeah. clearly uh, brutality. Right. Yeah. Like he, they they both. Well, have so does Ethan Hawke. Right. Yeah, they both do. Like, he gives him an arm bar that's <clears throat> not, legal. not in the code whatever anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So like those guys each have a substantial civil suit. Yeah. Potentially. <laughs> and, yeah. And yeah, like wouldn't that be an interesting movie? Right, like where the inciting like, where the inciting incident is that yeah. playing out, and then afterwards they find out that they're getting sued. Yeah. <laughs> <by these> guys. <laughs> like, it would be so much more relevant to today, right? Like, yeah. I want to see that movie, and like these yeah. guys are both like clearly homeless and probably drug addicts, right? And like, yeah. what if they find some like legal aid outfit that is willing to pursue yeah. this case, like? That could be an interesting movie. Yeah, but the cops would obviously get off. But, right, and yeah. like, the, and yeah, of course they would. But like, that doesn't mean there's not a story. <laughs> we know there. the outcome to that movie. <clears throat> okay, yeah. but like, we know the outcomes of a lot. Of, I know how Titanic ended. Like, yeah. it's still yeah. good. <clears throat> also, a more interesting movie would be if they keep encountering these situations with Denzel Washington playing the same character, but without any of the Russian money stuff. Right. Yes, that was so superfluous. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, it just added like a layer. Of, that was the like traffic layer of confusion, to right? It, where it's like, oh, these other things are going on, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And like, yeah, you're right. That, that, that this needed to be a focus movie, and it wasn't. Like, because yeah. each of the individual parts of this movie are actually pretty okay, yeah. right? Like that that rape, almost rape scene works. The the Denzel is great in the diner scene before that. Like the when Ethan yeah. Hawke is almost shot in the bathtub. Like the tension of that scene is palpable. Yeah, right? it totally that's works. A, yeah, really great scene. <clears throat> right, yeah. it, like the solution to it is dumb but like the lead up to it is absolutely dynamite yeah, like the yeah. poker game and all that yeah yeah that all really works well and so i think that it, it feels like a movie that's less than the sum of its parts right? yeah <laughs> like they, yeah totally it just has a really hard time knitting them together right and saying yeah. something right? right like having the the messaging is the problem so like the, the but the moment to moment scenes are largely good yeah because like after the rape scene we go to 
either the Macy Gray scene, which no, is that's where... a little later on. I think. A little they later meet on. Okay. The old dude that they kill later. Yes, yes. that's what it is. Yeah. Right, and like this is a problem, right? Like that yeah. we saw this movie recently, and we can't put this stuff together because it doesn't really matter. Well, it's just what... a bunch of like events. That right, it doesn't happen. matter what order it came. Okay. Right, yeah. and like that's not a story. That's just some stuff. That yeah. Okay, so we meet uh, the elderly gentleman who's yeah. Sort of menacing, but it's not clear why. Like yeah. he's friends with the Denzel, right? Like well, he he's menacing in the like Ethan Hawke doesn't know what he's doing kind of way. So yeah. he's like making fun of him. Ethan yeah. Hawke is also being high. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. The yeah. joke. I, I did like the moment when he tells that joke about the snail. Yeah, and like Ethan laughs really hard and then like abruptly stops. Like that was that was good. That, that worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's such a high person laugh. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, we have the scene, yeah, so Ethan Hawke is tricked into doing drugs again. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Or, yeah, and at that point, he's, uh, right after that, he's also tricked into, like, drinking. On right, the job. on the job. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. While, and, yeah, Denzel's already drinking and driving. Right. Yeah. And that's, so that's when they go see Macy Gray. He, something like that, yeah. Yeah, because... Well, no, because they have to beat up Snoop Dogg so that... He oh, tells yeah. them about the right. drug dealer guy. Yes. And so they know where to go to steal the guy's money. <clears throat> right, right. So they, they do the Snoop Dogg scene, which is great. So they, they see Snoop Dogg on the street. They try to buy crack. Yeah. In a hysterical in way. Because right. Ethan Hawk is like so bad at like the worst <laughs> undercover yeah. police officer. Can you sell yeah. me some crack, please. Yeah, one sir. crack, please. One, yes. <laughs> one drug. <laughs> <laughs> um, Snoop Dogg is great in that. Because he's an actor. Yeah. 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 yeah he he's, can act. Um, yeah, he was playing a paraplegic drug right. dealer. Right. Uh, like, there's a lot of, like, interesting layers to, like, what's going on in that scene. Right. They go into a uh, convenience store, which is most likely run by a Korean mm-hmm. woman yep. who's yelling at them. Uh, Denzel can ca- apparently speak Korean. A little bit, yeah. Because he tells her to, like, calm down. <laughs> um, and then the He's tension the in the, the back room scene there is, like, a, a bunch, like, again, like, really good tension. Yeah. So, like, the director is like very competent in like building tension. Like he knows like on, on the small in, scale, in the scene. Yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, within the moment, yeah. he's really good at it, and it's not easy to do. Like that is yeah. something difficult. Yeah. He cannot create. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's not creating tension over the course of the movie. Right? Like that's that's the problem. It's it did this. feel like all the quote unquote big moments weren't really landing on me with the right yeah. amount of impact. It didn't feel like yeah. It didn't feel like it was really delivered. Yeah, right yeah, the right way. Right, and it's like only semi-clear why they all turn on Denzel at the end, and other than like he's the, the guys power. in the he, town, yeah, all the gang members. Or the whatever. most I could rationalize is that when they first arrive, uh, you see the gang members like kind of talking shit about him after they leave. Right, they don't. So it seems they, like they don't like his presence, and yeah. they just kind of like. Right, they do set that up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they also like the gang members say to him like, "No, you do, you do your own work." Yeah. Yeah, mean they're like, we're not your bonds to like kill people. Right, and they knew yeah. that he, they. I guess they must have known that he was not long for this world. These <laughs> Russians were after him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, that scene at the very end where he dies. Yeah. Clearly a Godfather reference, right? Like that was straight out of. Yeah. Sonny getting shot at the at the. Yeah, this is when he's at a stoplight. Right. They, they all they hop just, out of their bands. Lock him in. Shoot up his car. Shoot him yeah. a million times. Yeah. And then he gets out and gets shot again and yep. does like the, like, the dance. But literally what James, what Khan did in in uh, The Godfather. Yeah. Yep. Like, shot for shot almost. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was literally a weird choice. figuratively. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, so I thought that was a weird choice, but he went with it. Yeah. So after the Macy Gray 
scene. So they, they go to Macy Gray's house. They present her with a fake warrant and right. tear up her house. Right. The, the menu. <laughs> yeah. She, again, like, there's a lot of, like, great tension in this scene. There is. Um, so Denzel's, like, ripping up the back rooms looking for money. Ethan Hawke is trying to get Macy Gray to calm down. Um, unsuccessfully. Unsuccessfully. Yep. And she's, yep. like, really good in the scene of being, uh, yeah. like, yeah. F you, like... Her performance was absolutely do do? fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the movie kind of goes, This I think the point after that is when the movie like really starts having a hard time. Because well, then goes, there's a lot of like muddled scenes. That yes. Happen, it was to talk so. to like the old white dudes and I wasn't really sure what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, it's, I think what they're trying to show is like, here's the real power, right? Yeah. Like this, well, there's, this a, is the top there's another level above what, like, because they spent the movie up until that point showing how much control Denzel Washington has over yeah. this situation. Yeah. It's like, here's the place where he he's sucking up to these well, dudes. One's like a control. judge, one's yeah. like a DA, one's like a police lieutenant. Or right. Like a higher rank cop. Yeah, like and, high ranking. And then a fourth guy. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so but yeah. It's meant to be like the back room of power. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And then, I mean, and the, the then he, he yeah. sets it like in this, you know, like dimly lit, like kind of semi-fancy looking bar. That yeah, it's meant to be like a gentleman's club. Right. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah. of course, this is where these guys meet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it's that moment where I think, yeah, it does kind of start doing other things. Like, because before that, it was about police corruption. And now it's about like this guy's personal problems. And yeah. like that's and also a layer of like systemic corruption, right? Right, and Which like we could get to without having this like cabal of, <laughs> of white like guys, who, right? And the Russian yeah. mobs involvement, right? Like that's it's so yeah. superfluous to what. And they're movie. aware. Okay, so like the DA is aware of like Denzel messing with the Russians in Vegas, right? It's, well, everybody it, seems to be aware of it. Yeah, like, it's like common, yeah, <laughs> common right. knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's not just arrested. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he killed a guy, and like, everybody knows. And, and they also kind of they like portent his death, or they're like, "Oh, dead man walking." Right, like, exactly. That's yeah. out the right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, yeah, exactly. I think that's really when it starts to go it, off the rails, and yeah. when it needed to become more focused, yes. and it becomes less focused. I mean, I think part of it was making it seem like the old dude that they met earlier was. They kind of had the stuff on him, the the dirty info on him. Yeah. Uh, just kind of in their back pocket for when they needed to be more corrupt or something like that. Yeah. Later on that day. Yeah. But yeah. if you're super corrupt anyways, you don't, like, need a real warrant, right? No. That's, like, the issue. Yeah, because I mean, if he needed a bunch of money and he knows a guy with a bunch of money yeah. and he's this evil corrupt man, he just goes and takes it, right? Like, yeah. he's just going to rob him. He did that already in the film. Yeah. Right, to Macy to Gray. To Macy Gray character. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happens. He stole yep. those kids' drugs uh, at the beginning of the movie. Like, he clearly has no problem with just taking stuff when he needs it. Yeah. Except sometimes he does. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the implication is that, like, this guy was powerful enough that, like, he had the protection of this cabal. Right. And he needed to, like, go get their permission to... he Because he bribes them... Right. ...to get a warrant to go after the old... Right, and, that, and that's just it. like yeah. there's so many, so many moving parts. Yeah, yeah. so many plot machinations. That I've seen this movie not, a lot. Like, yeah, and I'm still like struggling to. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Yeah, I yeah. have not pieced all that together, but it you're probably add right to anything. Right, yeah. exactly. It's just there to make things more muddled. Yeah, because that's where he like he goes to the car and he takes a brick of money out of his pants. Yep. Like not just a, <laughs> like many bricks of money that he pulls out of his pants and puts <clears> them. Yep. In the back of one of the judges' cars. Yeah, it's like yeah. Well, we're paying for that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, and that leads to like the, the moment when they actually rob and kill the guy. And that's another good 
point where Ethan Hawke has what should be a clear decision point, right, where he's deciding whether or not he's going to take the what two hundred fifty thousand dollars? Well, he tries not to, or not, right? Yeah, and he's kind of forced to cooperate, right? And so it, I guess that's sort of in his credit that he tries to resist. Well, because they're going to kill him, right? Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. that's just it. Like it, it should be this co- this choice, and it isn't because it, it, these guys are so cartoonishly corrupt <laughs> that it, uh, this is what the good guy has to do, right? Right. Yeah, it's almost like this movie would almost have been more interesting if Ethan Hawke doesn't kill him at the end, right? Like if the the climax of the movie is him saying, okay, I guess I do have to play along with this. Like, if he actually becomes the bad cop. Yeah. Right? Like, that would have been a more interesting movie yes. than the weirdo That's action true. sequence we had at the end here. It, we don't get that either. We, we, we get the, true. the hero jumping onto the hood of the car. <laughs> I just, I had a similar thought. I rewatched The Running Man recently. Okay. For one of the other podcasts I listened to. Right. And, um, have you seen The Running Man, Charles? Is that the Schwarzenegger one? Yes. I have not seen it. I always confuse it's, it with Man. It's like Man. maybe the one Schwarzenegger movie I haven't seen. So, quick Running Man rundown. Uh, <laughs> uh, Schwarzenegger is a police officer. He gets framed for a crime and then is put into The Running Man, which is a game show. <laughs> uh, sounds a lot like which, Gamer. Which is how it is. It is similar to Gamer. <laughs> Um, where in the future, this is the most popular show on TV, <laughs> and you great. Uh, you are convicted to play in The Running Man, and if you win The Running Man or get away, you run, um, <laughs> you, uh, you, know, you are free. Um, and then in the, <laughs> when you are running, uh, <laughs> there are enforcers, uh, one played by Jesse Ventura, and then a couple <laughs> other course. great characters. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's a predator reunion. Yeah, and they have like kind of like superpowers. Not not like <laughs> not like real life superpowers, but each one is kind of like aligned with what like are real life things. superpowers. Um, no, because one guy has like a, a like a vest that allows him to electrocute people, and another one is like a flamethrower. So they're they're Spider Man villains. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> okay. Jesse Ventura is like basically just Jesse Ventura. Okay. Um, are you uh, so? Schwarzenegger <laughs> essentially like beats all of these yeah. guys. And, really like, gets gets to the end, um, and he's offered by the host like a spot on the Running Man. Okay, and he declines and like kills the guy. Yep, in Schwarzenegger fashion. But watching the movie again, I was like, this would be way better if Schwarzenegger accepts <laughs> and just becomes one of like the enforcers right? in the Running Man, like. That's like much more interesting, like morality, because he's already a police officer, so he's like already like a man of the law. Yeah, he's and, for the system, and, right? and it's falling out of it. So if he could get back to that and at, dominate it at, at a national stage, right? I think um, Black Mirror handles like a similar question in in mm-hmm. the way that I think. I was thinking about that because Black Mirror has a lot of those endings. Yeah. Um, that I guess would satisfy you because it, right. Always this the, is where Black Mirror is like much better yeah. written than than these films, right? Because um, like there's the second episode of Black Mirror where the guy like finally gets his game show, yeah, or gets to like and thinks that he wants to kill the host of the game show, and then they offer him his own show, and he accepts that instead. Yeah, he, it's he like, just, like falls for the system. Spoiler for Black Mirror, Whatever. but you should have seen it. it's been out for years now. Yeah. So it's yeah. also great. Yeah, That's on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you should. It's great. <laughs> okay. but, but that, like, 
moral moment is much more interesting and human rather than the the kind of literal white knight that Ethan Hawke plays. Yeah, right? uh, Snowpiercer yeah. handles that in an interesting way too. Yeah, it kind of like splits the difference between the two a little bit. But yeah, in in a compelling way. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of better ways to do this. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. You brought up the writing here. This movie was written by the same guy that wrote Fast and Furious. This was his follow up. Oh. And I think that it. it like if you compare, that makes sense. There's it makes perfect sense. Yes, tone to it of like overly convoluted crime. Right, but in Fast and Furious, it's played for laughs. Right, like right. Fast and Furious <laughs> is a joke. This movie is not, and like well, it's played to be like cool. Right, but it's cool in like slick. this really like slick corporate way, like this like you know branded cool. Yes, as opposed <laughs> to this movie that's supposed to be like serious. Right, like this is dealing with real issues that yeah. are important to people. And we should or crime and like right societal and crime exactly and like we should be taking this seriously yeah and like they hired exactly the wrong writer to do that you know? <laughs> <laughs> right? like he's a really good writer though when he's, he's doing the movies he's supposed to be doing yeah, yeah he's written all of the Fast and Furious movies I think right and which he's is incredible very well suited for that I don't I actually don't know if it's the same guy but the last like four or five which have been the most successful yeah have all been written like singular vision of one writer right and well, it, that's impressive yeah that <laughs> yeah. is very impressive <laughs> right and when he gets to like, he's clearly a guy that wants to go big and over the top and goofy and you know extravagant well and, I said earlier like he wants it to be a, a music video right yeah like, yes <laughs> exactly and that's why like it's shot well like it's shot like a music video right yeah. right higher film grade but other than that yes yeah. um, and, and so it feels like what Fuqua is wanting to say, and what Denzel Washington is wanting to say, like clash with what the writer is actually giving them space for in the script. Well, ostensibly Denzel came in and like just made it his show. Well, it's right? clearly yeah. watch the movie, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's on the screen. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, it's, I think that that's disappointing. Fuqua must have directed music videos, right? I, I have no idea. That seems. If you told me yes, I'd believe you. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Okay. Any good ones? Three Doors Down one. <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Soldier by Three Doors Down. <laughs> okay. No, right. uh, Lil Wayne, Coolio, Queen Latifah. Coolio. This is in the early 90s. So maybe, let's, let's see, if we look at his career, he's probably like coming out of music videos, actually. That, that's a common path. Didn't Michael Bay start out making music videos? Uh, probably. Yeah, the guys that did Swiss Army Man last year um, did the Turn Down for What music video. Which is <laughs> Michael Bay was fantastic. also a, that fits the style. Yes. <laughs> Michael Bay was an assistant on Raiders of the Lost Ark, I believe. And that uh, like got him into movie making. Like we can blame Raiders for Transformers. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's see, his director credits go back to like really ninety eight and he's making music videos in earlier than that okay like 91 with heavy d and the boys yeah like early like heavy D at the rap. limousine all right yeah there are parts that seem kind of music video -y. like when he's Aaron uh yeah. when they're driving the car really fast and they stop and force him to do the drugs and then he's high and there's the weird filters oh yeah that. yeah the, yeah the Drug I vision. feel like there was definitely a part where they like fast forwarded it a little bit to make things seem faster without filming it faster, and that gives it a very music video y feel because mm -hmm. it just has a shittier frame rate. They also <laughs> yeah. did the music video thing of spraying down the streets before they shoot anything. Um, oh. So, early that, that to me read as like the least realistic thing about LA yeah. is 
or very early in the film, the streets are all wet. That and was like, weird. Noticeably very wet, actually. Yeah. Why do they do that? I was like, what? What? This is not LA. Like, yeah. this is it never rains. In LA. Just, yeah, just yeah. rains. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. See, that, that's that, the least believable. That points out how extraordinary this day was. That it, it just <laughs> rained. Just and rained. Now this is all gonna happen. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I tried to pay closer attention to Ethan Hawke on this viewing because um, I think it's easy to watch this movie and just like only watch Denzel and like that's it. It's hard not to. It's hard not to, yeah. right? I yeah. think you have to make a conscious effort not to. And yeah. we know not we might not have known in two thousand one, but we know now that Ethan Hawke is actually a great actor, right? Like he's mm-hmm. really good. He he picks good movies. Yes. Right. Like he picks good directors to work with. Um, so I tried to like see if he could find space in here, and I think here and there he does. Uh, I think in the poker scene, like he actually has some pretty good moments. Well, finally, Denzel's not right. Yeah. Den- Denzel's not around like <laughs> yeah. that. He has some space to actually act. Um, and but even like when he's going back and forth with with Denzel, like he ha- he manages to get some points in there where he you can see him like believing what he's saying, but still feeling cowed by Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that it's hard to do both those things, right? Like it's this. Because you still believe him when he says, no, we're not going to do whatever terrible thing Denzel Washington wants him to do in that scene. and But still understand why he's going along with it, right? And like yeah. he manages to sell both those things. And I think that is that is to his credit. Because um, it's really a two-man show. And y- yeah. you, you need something from from yeah. the Ethan <laughs> character for this movie to be even close to functioning. Uh, so I thought, I thought that was one thing I picked up on that I liked in this viewing. I thought he was also good with um, Eva Mendes' kid. Yes. Like, when he's yeah, acting he with was. a kid, he's actually, like, really good. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, that, and that scene... In yeah, that yeah. scene in the apartment, like, the shootout scene in the apartment is well-staged, for one thing. Like, it, yeah. it is really well put together, but you get this sense of Ethan Hawke as a protector. Like, when, he, when he's doing traditional cop things, he's really believable, right? Like, when he is, like, doing the... Yeah. Pulling over the police... Or pulling over the car with the kids in it and like telling them to, that they're under arrest or that they're being searched or whatever when he is protecting the kid, when he's, you know, getting ready to arrest the rapist guys. Like he does that stuff pretty well. Yes. And that he's able to like turn that on. Um, kind of speaks to his performance and to yeah. his talent. Yeah. He's a great actor. He is. So. Yeah, he is. Um, and this would have been not that early in his career. This was like mid career movie for him. Yeah. When did he do, when did he start doing the before trilogy? Um, I was just looking at that because he did he must ninety five, so that would have been six years before. Okay, did. that's a good gap. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was also getting great expectations. I remember liking that. I haven't seen that. Um, and I think yeah, his, there's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Waking life, he's got in. Yeah, I think his performance yeah. in Boyhood have is you underrated. Seen any of these shows? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> Most of these I haven't heard of. You Waking <clears throat> Life, you haven't seen that one's sort of no. notable for its. It looks weird. Weird animation style. It's like rotos- huh. rotoscoped animation. Yeah, it doesn't. I I don't think I've heard of it. Um, that's the one with Keanu, right? No, Scanner Darkly is the one with Keanu. Oh, but yeah, that one. The same then, yeah, same style. Yeah. Is, okay. okay. So yeah, same same style. But then yeah. the before trilogy is this. Uh, it's a romance. Told in three movies, uh, where they, like the they meet each other at different points in their life for brief periods. Okay. Um, and Ethan Hawke is extraordinary in that. Okay. Um, have you seen Boyhood? No. Okay. He's underrated in Boyhood. I okay. Think. I don't think I've seen anything where Ethan Hawke has gotten to actually be an actor. That's too bad because he's good yeah. at it. Yeah. What else has he been in? I think I've only the seen Burge. him in that Assault <laughs> on Precinct Thirteen movie. Yep. 
Which yeah. isn't that. There's as far that. as I remember, not a very good movie. Oh, it's a remake of a um, 70s. Carpenter movie. 70s? I mean, yeah, on. the original yeah. Carpenter one. Is like, that's one of like Carpenter's first movies, I think. That sounds right, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, he's good, um, and he's worth seeking out in these Linklater movies. Like he is, right. is very good um, when he finds better director to work with. Oh, yeah. he's apparently in Valerian, which is coming out huh. very, very soon. Okay, probably I've before not this. Comes seen out. his face in any of those okay. trailers? I haven't either. Um, it says he's Jolly the Pimp. Okay, <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. sold. <laughs> I'm gonna go see that movie. That's the one that's based on that French comic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna go see that. <laughs> I'm going to see it in 3D, probably on opening night. That movie, yeah. that movie looks rad. It, it, it does. looks pretty sweet. It, it could be bad. It's unfortunate they scheduled I... it for the same weekend Dunkirk is coming out. Oh, did they? That is a mistake. Yeah. Um, Big mistake. People were worried it might be the biggest then. flop of the summer. That... Well, no, the King Arthur movie already flopped. True. Really hard. So. True. That is true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... So what... I don't, does anything save this movie? No, I think there are good parts. Yeah. I, I, like, like I was saying, I'd like... I mean, both both of the lead performances are good. I yes. actually think I, I agree. Think that Ethan Hawke gives a gives a performance in service of the movie that mm-hmm. Denzel does not. Yeah. Right. Um, so Denzel is leading the scenery, and this movie exists so he can do that. Like yeah. That's clearly <laughs> if there's if you can point to a purpose for this movie, that's it. Um, and in that sense, his performance is fun, even if it's not, yeah. you know, making the movie something complete. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the individual moments. Like the, the the vignettes are good, which I think is why this movie has hung around for so long, is that people can remember those moments and remember liking them. Yeah. And yeah. then say, oh, yeah, that was a good movie. Like the Snoop Dogg <laughs> scene, like the showdown at the end. Yeah. 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 Like we can, there's, there's, yeah. it's a movie of moments, and yeah. those moments work pretty well. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that that's not insignificant. Like those, those are good things that the movie does well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What are you, Charles? I think we have similar opinions <laughs> yeah. on the movie then. It's just like, I'm tilted more towards I, I like it in your... Yeah, well, like, I, and, and I think this is, again, articulating what we value in movies <laughs> more, more clearly, I, right? I think movie that's, like, ostensibly about L.A., like, scores a few Right, okay, me. there's, <laughs> a, there's yeah. that. And, like, whereas I really value thematic cohesion and, you know, a tight narrative, like, it, you put other things first, and that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's legitimate. Yeah, uh, I mean... <clears throat> It's kind of, it's basically what I said before. I'm disappointed by the movie, and yeah. the movie just felt too muddled and messy to really leave a strong impression with me, even with Denzel's strong performance. Um, so, yeah. Um, it was a movie. I don't <laughs> think I liked it that much. Yeah, I'm not going to come back to it, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't forecast that. Well, what are we coming back to then? Okay, well, we're going back to L.A. How many L.A. movies have we done? Like, so many. Well, I mean... Yeah, there's we're a lot of movies. Hollywood. They're, yeah, they're exactly. shot in LA, right? Uh, we're going to do uh, Zodiac. Um, we're going to watch Zodiac. I thought you were going to say that... Speed. You're <laughs> talking about LA. We're going back to Speed. Is that not San Francisco? Yeah. It's California. Okay. Um, Zodiac's California. It is San Francisco. It is San Francisco? Okay, yeah. good. So what, those cities all run together. Um, they're pretty there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's another 2007 yeah. movie. Uh, the 10th anniversary just happened recently. It's cool. actually the 10th anniversary of every movie that came out in 2007. Oh, yeah. Wow. So uh, Zodiac uh, is the one. Jake Gyllenhaal, one of my favorite actors, is in it. So join us next week. All right. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can help us reach a larger audience by rating and reviewing it on iTunes. It only takes a minute and makes a big difference. Thanks, and enjoy the episode.